Hey, Mugwarts. Welcome to Wormwood and Witches, a podcast all about the strange and unusual. (laughs) Tally and Erica invite witches and weirdos from all backgrounds to the conversation of the mystic and divine. Come fly with us on this journey as we explore ritual, magic, and the peculiar. Hosted by Anchor, you can find us on all of your favorite streaming platforms. You can also find us on Facebook at Wormwood and Witches Podcast or Instagram at Wormwood and Witches. Blessed be Mugwarts. This is Erica from Wormwood and Witches. Uh, Tally and I are on summer break. Woo! Uh, Or at least what's left of summer, I feel like at this point. Um, During summer, we are going to go ahead and add just a little bit of new content uh, with mixed with some of our older episodes. So in case if you've already listened to them, you'll still get new content. Or maybe that'll be your chance to do a little catch up during summer. We will return um, in September on Wednesday, September 7th with a very, 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 very cool episode. I'm so stoked for it. Um, If you've been keeping up with our Instagram, that is your clue right there. Highly suggest to go look at it. Uh, But we will still be posting some of these older episodes again with new content still every Wednesday, and then we'll return September 7th with our uh, every other Wednesday schedule. So I am going to add just a few new tidbits to the episode, I Hear Dead People, in our interview with Hannah. Uh, Hannah is my old coworker. They're a wonderful individual. Uh, They just moved, and Um, she is sensitive. So part of this is just kind of some creepy stories and we'll get into it. Hey lady, I'm on a cleaning rampage of my apartment, my first day off in a month, so I'm catching up on all your episodes and, uh, your ghost stories one is my favorite so far. So I thought I'd give you this one. If I've already told you, I'm sorry. So it was my fourth month of closing the house at the Molly Brown house, and it was when we had our old alarm system, and it was um, motion activated. So I believe there was a bog art in the museum, um, and I had just seen the scary movie Lights Out, which the villain is like nine feet tall and has black stringy hair, completely jet black with pokey fingers. And so I was... You know, I did the sweep on the third floor, second floor, was just closing up. I um, turned off all the lights in the kitchen. And before I closed the back door where the elevator now is, I looked one more time to do a sweep. And there was that damn figure standing in the butler's pantry. And it scared the fuck out of me. So I ran to the alarm pad and I started alarming and it wouldn't alarm and it said movement in the kitchen so then I ran out of the house basically screaming ran in it was a Sunday told Kalina and she's like okay I'll come in with you so I hid behind her and went in like a kid and she went into the kitchen she's like look they moved the um, museum the Kirkland and there's nothing we can do about it sorry you're upset but we're tired and we want to go home 
And so she was able to alarm, no problem. And that's my terrifying story. Um, I think the Boggart selected that image from my head because it was so fresh in my mind. And I wasn't scared of that movie because the ending was stupid, but I'm scared of clowns and ice. So I don't know why it didn't take on that form of a nice clown. Anyway, love you, miss you, enjoy. Bye. Oh, that was super spooky. Definitely working at the house has given a few vibes. Um, luckily I had very few times when I had to like close up the house when it was nighttime. So glad I never ran into anybody, but sometimes I would feel like the hair on the back of my neck or that feeling when somebody's staring at you and you get that prickly feeling on your back, uh, going up the stairs. So, uh, I would love to do a spiritualism episode with you, Hannah, hint, hint. So maybe we'll have you back on for our next season. Now I'm going to get into a little spooky story that I have, um, This was several years ago, me and my now husband and our two friends, uh, Eamon and Chloe, we were doing a small couple night backpacking trip in Aravipa Canyon, which um, is a perennial stream. It runs all the time out in Arizona. It's only a 12 mile canyon. Um, Don't ask me why we were down there in the middle of monsoon season, because that's super dangerous, but uh, yet here we are. So Eamon loves to tell spooky ghost stories. We're all sitting around. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're at our camp camp spot next to the river, and Eamon is telling us uh, this spooky story uh, right before bed, mind you, and the story is of the Wendigo, and I keep always, when I think about this, uh, Winnebago. I'm like, no, it's called the Wendigo. Uh, It is an indigenous myth. And the story goes relatively as such. And the story of the Wendigo is essentially this. And I'm just going to take excerpts from um, Robin Wall Kimmerer's Braiding Sweetgrass book. Uh, So the Wendigo is... A legendary monster of uh, the Anishabe people and is kind of the villain of a tale told on freezing nights in the north woods. You can feel it lurking behind you, a being in the shape of an outsized man ten feet tall with frost white hair hanging from its shaking body, with arms like tree trunks feet as big as snowshoes it travels easily through the blizzards of the hungry time stalking us the hideous stench of its carrion breath poisons the clean scent of snow as it pants behind us yellow fangs hang from its mouth that is raw where it has chewed off its lips from hunger most telling of all is the heart that is made of ice so Kimmerer explains that the Wendigo just roams the woods while blizzards are happening and is kind of um, essentially the boogeyman. And the monster is no bear or howling wolf, no natural beast. Wendigos are not born, they are made. The Wendigos are essentially human beings who have become 
a cannibal monster, and its bite will transform victims into cannibals too. And so this is referencing during times where winter is hard and long about indigenous people. It's a, a warning for, for cannibalism and essentially during a time where starvation can take on um, and also for overconsumption because Kimmer explains uh, from the Ojibwe scholar Basil Johnson can be derived with the root meaning of fat excess or thinking only of oneself. So it's overconsumption. But the tale of the Wendigo is that essentially it stalks you in a blizzard out in the wild. And I remember too um, something talking about burning feet, like walking so far to try and find food that there's just bloody footprints in the snow. And she goes on to state that as the monster shrieked on the wind, the Wendigo stories reinforce the taboo against cannibalism when the madness of hunger and isolation wrestled at the edge of winter lodges. Succumbing to such a repulsive urge doomed and gnar of bones to wander as a Wendigo for the rest of time, it is said that the Wendigo will never enter the spirit world, but will suffer the eternal pain of need, its essence, a hunger that will never be satiated. The more a Wendigo eats, the more ravenous it becomes, and it shrieks with its craving, its mind a torture of unmet want consumed by consumption at always it lays waste to humankind and so you can just hear the cries and the shrieks and the pain of the windigo just howling along the wind so again Amon is telling the story and so we all go to bed that night i'm in the tent and the wind is howling i'm like great this is a wonderful story to have just been told to me. There's a monsoon blowing in. There's lightning. Uh, the trees, again, are just blowing in the wind. I can sometimes at least see the uh, shadow of the trees inside my tent <clears throat> when the lightning goes off. And at some point, I see a shadow of a human figure. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm getting out of this tent. So I just close my eyes. Next morning I wake up and I ask, did anybody get up to pee last night or go use the restroom? And both Eamon, Chloe, Dan, they all say no. I was like, well, that's weird because I literally saw a shadow of a person through my tent last night and none of you got out of your tent. So scary. <laughs> Well, I hope you enjoyed those two spooky stories and go ahead and listen to more as Hannah explains what it's like to be sensitive in a haunted house and basically in the world and how she navigates that. See you soon. How's it going, Tally? <laughs> hey, Erica. It's good. Uh, so uh, we have a very, very special guest today. Um, I would like to introduce Hannah, who I worked with at the 
Molly Brown House Museum. She was and is the best coworker that I ever had. <laughs> it made working so much more fun. But um, Hannah is a practicing pagan who focuses on ancestral Druid-influenced magic, candle making, and continually crafting her third eye abilities. Uh, from a young age, she felt a draw and yearning for the past. And so she began to volunteer at the Molly Brown House Museum here in Denver at the age of 13 as a page. And although she had early experiences, it was really when she began to volunteer there that really brought her uh, sensitive abilities to grow more. Um, so then in her 20s, she worked for Denver History Tours as a haunted tour guide. And at age 26, she found her way back to the Molly Brown House Museum, where I met her lovely butt. And she <laughs> ran a paranormal themed events, which were amazing. Um, she enjoys palm reading and practicing tarot and recently has launched her own podcast, The Haunted Insider, where she talks about haunted histories. It is amazing. She's a fantastic storyteller and she gets her facts straight. She really focuses on doing a lot of research and debunking a lot of stuff, but also gives you a lot of spook spook, which is amazing. And also she's known as Bella Brujita for her burlesque side which I also thoroughly love. So welcome, Hannah. Well, thank you for having me. Gosh, that was, I hate writing bios because it feels so braggy. And I'm like, and I think I should put this in. Maybe I'll throw this in. Oh, okay. you're a badass bitch, for sure. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> for sure. But um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about, I guess you would call it sensitivities today. Like, I don't know if there's another term for what you experience, Hannah. So, but that, that is our theme for today. And I'm sure a lot of our followers also experience this in a variety of ways. So I'm very excited to talk about this topic. Yay. Well, thank you for having me guys. Yeah. And so Tally was I just became like the quiet person. Like I'm just watching it happen instead of actually being a part of Welcome, it. Tally. You're part of this podcast. Oh, hi. Too. So <laughs> Tally has come up with a wonderful um do you want to talk about how it was born in your brain? Well, I mean, you know, it from was from your brain. From my brain and into my mouth. Uh, you know, just the world's just kind of fucked up right now and uh we I I know I'm kind of more of a negative person and I get really angry easy but I also blame that on like perimenopause. perimenopausal yeah <laughs> I love that because now I'm like I can't help it sorry my hormones are all over the place um so uh but I came up with a witchy woo like woohoo but witchy and uh wanting to give at least a little bit of something something that you found amazing or not necessarily positive because I'm not like we were discussing before we recorded, not necessarily that. Um, but just like something that maybe somebody else, if you're recommending a book that you haven't, that nobody's heard of or like, Which Oh, I oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So that's kind of where that comes from and just streamline our beginnings a little bit better. AKA she's reeling me in everybody. You said it. 
uh well my exciting moment was that i finally got my um natural magic the witch of the forest guide to natural magic book finally in the mail she's a uk witch i love all her posts on instagram and it's like kind of like a very fun easy how-to guide of just overarching themes between you know like if you want to learn tarot here's the very, very basics. If you want to learn about crystals, this is the very basics. She, I love that she breaks down uh, between pagan, Wicca, and witchcraft, as we mm-hmm. were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, but yes, it's been a fun book to already peruse. So I'm excited to delve deeper into it. And so That's the one I saw when um, I hung out with you on Saturday, correct? That's the the book you showed me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was really pretty. I liked all the, um, I liked all the colors and pictures. <laughs> I liked all the artwork. I did. Well, it makes it easy to read and and then your brain has something to read and see a picture of. So it's very that's digestible. I, yeah. I know. I, I learn better that way with pictures and words, but <laughs> like I'm in second grade. <laughs> So what do you have? What were you excited about, Tally? Um, That I actually signed on the dotted line to have my things in the storefront. Hell yeah. The money to do it. And now I'm like, I want to vomit and celebrate (laughs) at the same time. So so what is your business? (laughs) You're like, so what is it? I'm like, oh, I don't know. The Moonery Collective, and it will soon be at the Golden Mercantile Co-op. Hopefully, I don't know, whenever, whenever everything gets in, probably within the next two to four weeks, you know, how, how that goes. So I basically, so Tally and I also went out this weekend and spent a lot of money on mixed drinks at the golden moon distillery, which were delicious, but Tally's like, how much do I owe you? I'm like, can I just barter? Can I just trade you? Like don't Venmo me. Just give me one of those cute little cal- uh, cauldron, uh, witch's breath candles. So it's like an actual cauldron, but she's put a candle in it. Uh, so after I use that, I have a little cauldron to burn all my shit in. Yay. <laughs> yes. I, I set it aside for you. So it's waiting yes. for you. So how about you, Hannah? What are you well, excited hold, hold about? Hold on a second. Oh, hold, sorry. Hold on. We did. <laughs> we, um, when you came over to my house, Erica forced me to TikTok. Which I did I am not force you to TikTok. In my mid forties. And I do not have any business nor know what I'm doing, but she was very nice to me and didn't, um, you, you were, you were stern and direct because I needed that. Cause I'm like, I don't understand. You're like, no, your hands need to, be. it was a transition thing. I was like, Tally, your hands need to be in the same spot where I was like, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, um, once, once you said it after, I don't know, the 62nd time I finally understood. And, uh, okay. it was I know actually- the Alzheimer's starts to kick in a little early. <laughs> <laughs> It was really, really fun. Like now I kind of get it and I would love to do it again. If you'll have, me. Oh, you're going <laughs> to fucking do it again. <laughs> but even um, though I'm in my thirties and I also don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I'm just like, maybe I can do this. And my friend's little 14 year old is like, no, <laughs> no. 
But so once we were dressed up as witches, we're like, well, we can't let this go to waste. So then that we went out like that and, um, nobody else was dressed up quite yet for Halloween or anything. And we, people definitely loved, loved our outfits. We probably like, this isn't an outfit. What's that? We brought a lot of joy to everybody we at did. that distillery. We did. The world needs more witches in our regalia. Yes. Exactly. Okay, now we can move on. Hannah, <laughs> tell us. Um, my witchy woo was I got had a hella busy weekend, but it's good to be busy. But uh, I got to help my friend Angela Harstorm at Queen Mab's um, booth in the Oddities Expo at the Denver um, Convention Center. How was and, it? Oh, oh, I'm so glad I didn't leave the booth much because my money would be gone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gone. I spent a lot of money there last year and that's why I did not. I was like, you can't, man. You're on a, you're on a tight budget. I'm going to plan right. to go next year um, with money. But it was just kind of a beautiful, witchy, overwhelming. Like they had bones for sale. A lot of the booths are ethically sourced, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, my favorite booth, which I couldn't afford, had antique Ouija boards, like, and not oh. just, not just the old school one that we know as the, um, and they just had all of the different, um, not knockoffs, but competitors. And so there was like Egypt, um, Egyptian mysticism board. And I love to see the variations. So mm-hmm. that was pretty freaking rad. And um, were yeah. all of these Ouija boards, um, like so they were all antiques then or um a lot of them had the planchettes I really want to start collecting just planchettes I like them a lot yes <laughs> hard to find planchettes they're always at the board and I'm like I don't want the board I just will have this vision of a planchettes all around my ceiling oh my god that would be amazing and yeah. also I learned just by being Hannah's friend because I always learned so much history <laughs> is that like so the Mattel brothers or whoever the fuck made like the the common Ouija board that we know is not actually how it was, but stems back to and Hannah, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm probably going to get an aspect of it wrong. No uh, it stems back to like Victorian times and it was actually made by a woman, right? Um, so Helen Peter Noseworthy um, helped with the patent with her ex-husband and she came up she's titled and credited as the woman who named the Ouija board because she asked the word what would you like to be called and it spelled out to actually erect her gravestone and it looks like a Ouija board so her gravestone actually looks like a Ouija board Mm -hmm. it's crazy go check it out and she lived she was neighbors with Margaret of course so We're, we just keep plugging the Molly Brown House Museum, wow. which I mean, Tally and I, I did get us tickets to Victorian Horrors. So I think I'm going to go this year. Yeah, I, I was too scared to leave last year, so I didn't hardly do anything. And now mm-hmm. I'm definitely making up for it. It seems like just in one month, I'm not <laughs> doing anything for November. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, so today our topic is sensitivities. So... Is that like what it's actually called, like being sensitive and? Some people call it sensitive, clairvoyant, psychic, mediumship, necessarily a medium. And a clairvoyant isn't always necessarily a psychic. So Mm. just like in paganism, there's all these different offshoots. Sure. That's kind of how it is. And I don't know exactly what I am. So 
I say I'm spiritually, I'm a spiritual empath. Um, oh, I, I like that word better. I do too. Yeah, Cause I can walk into like an old house or a room or, or even a lot of dive bars, which I like, and <laughs> I can go in and be like, oh, there's a female or male entity in the corner and they are angry. And so I can't see them and I can't hear them until they want me to, but I can pinpoint where they are and I can kind of feel if they're having a good or bad day. So so you're all auditorial, but there are like people who can see them, people who can feel them. Like there's a different, there's, there's different types of people who are clairvoyant then or, or spiritual medium. My sister is clairodulant. So, um, she can hear them physically with her ear. Like we're talking and I hear them in my head, which makes you really feel like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. Oh, (laughs) I can't imagine when you're first learning it, you're like, Oh my God, that's not my thought or that's, that's not me. But for me, I don't know if it's different for other people. It's in my own voice usually. So that's really very interesting. That is crazy. Um, the only time I had it verified where it was like the biggest witchy woo for me was like, (laughs) yay, it's legitimate. Um, was at the territorial uh, state prison site in Wyoming. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, in Laramie. It's amazing. Yes. One of my, that's why I watched the, um, what was that that happened? The eclipse. It was so great. Oh. And um, I was in one of the quarters of the officers with my sister. And um, I was like, man, there's this D name. Someone with a D name keeps really trying to talk to me. And then I think her name was Dorothy, but it's been a few years, so I'm not sure, but that was the name of the daughter that drowned behind the house in the creek. And mm-hmm. I was just picking up, usually how they'll start is they'll tell me their name over and over and over again. So I'll hear in my head, Bob, 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 Bob. And when I finally go, what, you know, like <laughs> in my head, then it's like, they know I can hear them. And the communication will start, which is weird. So is it like harder than for ghosts or spirits, if you will, to like commute, like did they have like a lot more barriers to break down on, which is why they have to like, keep, I wonder if this is why they have to keep like repeating, like, or is it maybe, I mean, it could be that we're just not listening. Right. I think I'm, I, I call myself, I used to call myself a shitty psychic, which was mean. <laughs> so now I'm going to call myself a learning medium like I'm Mm -hmm. in that fate but um for me it's like tuning a radio like if I'm having if I'm good and my altar is clean like I've been a good witch practicing (laughs) and honoring the sabbaths and the moon then it comes in like crystal clear but when I'm overwhelmed with one of the four jobs I work or something it's Mm -hmm. like tuning a radio Mm -hmm. so I think um I learned how to tune stuff out and maybe involuntarily because I'm like I got all of this shit going on. I cannot, you know, so I think got to focus. I think when they do that, it might be a polite thing where they're like, Hey, Hey, you know, like, right. They're like the little kid, just like tugging on your, your shirt. Cause it's never like embraceive, like, Hey, it's just, you know, like (laughs) the name repeated over and over again. Yeah. That's crazy. That's interesting that you and your sister have different, um, different ways in which it comes, but also similar that it's both auditorial for both of you versus like being able to see them or feel them, et cetera. 
Um, it definitely comes from my mom's side, the Welsh side. I was just uh, going to ask, is this like any lineage pattern that's happening here? I blame the Welsh for many things in my life, being sure. short, big, broad hip, you know, <laughs> of, uh, being psychic on them too. Cause, um, my mom used to see entities in college, like very well. And it was just in college and she's a Wyoming gal. So she went to junior college in Palm and then went to UW and then moved to Denver in, I think 1979 or 1980 to go to DU. And so back in the day, um, she would get in her Mustang after all of her night classes for like, if it were Christmas or Thanksgiving, and she'd drive all the way to Cody, which is about six hours Yikes. before I-25. It's like this weird little back road. And she would tell me stories of like seeing a wagon cross or like, um, she's definitely seen a lot of those smoke columns and yeah, she has very interesting encounters. I think my mom is more like um, a lighthouse where things are drawn to her. Oh. You know, like a beacon. And she has the best ability out of all of us where she can find any lost item. Even if she's not in your house, I can call and be like, mom, I don't know where my wallet is. And she's like, oh, well, it's by your left bedpost underneath your bed. And she's always right. So Wow. That's amazing. I want somebody like that. <laughs> I lose shit all the time. And, <laughs> and um, her mom, I think is where it mostly comes from. She would have dreams the night before someone died um, mm. in the family that she was their pallbearer and she'd be like looking down at their casket. Oh my God. And we also, cause she was first generation, her and her nine siblings, wow. her first generation. Um, and so Al's were like, Kind of bad luck because her um her father had been raised half on the pine ridge indian reservation mm. which is um where he picked up it's interesting a lot of indigenous practices because in welsh stuff owls are good you know right but in native american culture they're very bad signs so i always grew up if an owl hoots in your window you're gonna die the next day <laughs> oh my so, god yeah, I get scared. I've only heard it once and I like called my mom. I'm like, I heard it now. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Something bad's gonna happen, mom. Uh have you done like a like a have you looked at your lineage to see how far back you go to see? Not yet. I need to because I'm a Denver resident. So we get free ancestry.com through the DPL. Um oh that's awesome. I need to jump on that. And I recently started more shadow work because I want to get into more ancestral magic, but I don't feel I'm where I need to be yet. I don't know if my chakras need to be aligned or mm -hmm. I think I have a lot of like spiritual baggage that I just need to like let go of. Dude, so I feel I, you. My I, next step plan for practice. Like, I'm, okay. I'm planning on shadow work during this, a uh, nice deep slumbering, hopefully dark <laughs> winter that yeah. I can just emerge as a beautiful butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> Bugs life reference. Love. <laughs> I'm just like, please God, let go of this shit. I don't know. Why am I angry? So all the time, maybe well, you're like, perimenopausal too. I don't know, man. Could be, <laughs> you could be. <laughs> uh, there's a lot to be angry about Texas. And <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm glad you represented at the, the March here in yeah. Denver. So I said never again had, um, the never in a hanger 
And then on the back side, it said, we are the granddaughters of the witches you couldn't burn. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. school sign was really good because there were anti-protesters there. Um, of course. And they were trying to like kind of commandeer, like they had this huge sign. So we all stood in front of them. <laughs> so I made sure that the witches one was facing them. Perfect. Like, nice. God breathes life at this, you know, first thing of conception. And I turned around and I'm like, I don't believe in your God. And then I cackled. And it really Ooh, like the one that you uh, did for us before we started recording, because that was not amazing. the witch. I have like several cackles. Oh, OK. <laughs> designed to um, haunt her little Christian dreams. So. Hell Ooh, yeah. I did see a good sign where it was Bobby Hill and it said, that's my body. I don't know you. And I was like, <laughs> that is an ingenious sign. There were so it. many. I took so many pictures. Um, I really liked the, let's talk about the elephant in the womb. Yeah. And, that's uh, yes. Uh, there was just so much creativity and love and it was very positive. Um, and like the ERA ladies, the old school ones who lit that torch got Roe versus Wade passed they are there and they are fucking pissed oh nice so mad because they laid the groundwork and they're like why are you trying to take this so one with a broken leg she had like a boot on like was so in this woman's face the other bad lady that she chased her away (laughs) nice my god that is amazing nice goodbye There is one Erica that you posted that had, uh, what was it? It had like cervix was in a different word. How was it? It was a shoot. Was it me? I definitely posted the Bobby Hill one because I'm a big King of the Hill fan. Even Well, yeah, but I think it not age well, (laughs) but I highly recommend this bad boy, which is let's feminists. And it kind of talks about I guess so who uh, so who's the author of that the author is Kristen J Soli S-O-L-L-E-E and it talks about how witchcraft and feminism are one and essentially it was just a way to silence strong women you know right what was it called again it is called witches sluts and feminists continuing the sex oh wait conjuring the sex positive (laughs) Which is let's say feminist. Maybe that's why it's taken me so long to read. I'm illiterate. <laughs> you are not illiterate. Stop. No, just badly dyslexic. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Yeah, I'll have to put that on my uh, on my list of things that I want to read. And since it's you were talking hard. about shadow work and ancestry, yeah, I want to get into my folk, like Polish folklore, witchcraft background. So I've got some books on my docket that I want to read about that. I need to get into my Norse side. Get into all the sides, like the nooks and crannies. Yeah. We're all, we're all like mutts at this point. So, um, so you, you found out that you were sensitive then when you were young, right? So what was like your first encounter that you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Um, my parents thought I was nuts, but we went to this historical site again in Wyoming, common theme. Um, proud of proud of that group. <laughs> um, it's called the Wagon Box Riots or the Wagon Box Fights. And it my mom went there when she was in, you know, elementary school for a field trip. And back then they still had the circled wagon boxes, which is pretty cool. And um, 
it was where a group got, you know, attacked. And so they've since taken out the wagons, but um, I've always really loved indigenous history um, mm -hmm. and so drawn to it. And my parents would take me to powwows all the time as a kid. So when we were um, there at the site, there was this bluff. And I remember looking up and seeing like four Native Americans on horses and like acoustic, like holding it. And I remember it clear as day, like them looking down on the site. And it was just so real. I think they might have been residual. I'm not sure because no one else seemed to be aware. And so I grabbed my mom and I was like trying to drag her up this hill. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I... I want to go see the Native Americans. I want to be with the Native Americans. They're like, there's nothing up there, kid. Oh, like, wow. So, and it's weird. I was like three or four and it's still so clear in my mind. Um, wow. So that was the first time when I'm like, why are, but I didn't know there were ghosts or spirits. Right. Why is no one excited as I am? You know, <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so right. that was interesting. That's awesome that's crazy though like it is yeah and again the molly brown house really fostered the gift i guess because little things that happen i'm like huh and that's where i was able to learn i guess a little bit of how it works you know mm -hmm. like the spirit known as abby kept telling me her name was abby and mm -hmm. um when I came back when I was 26 that was my first thought and I was giving tours and I was like I wonder if Abby's still around and I had to give a tour to one guy and he was so close he was like really close to my personal bubble and I was not comfortable and at the end of the tour he's like I hope I didn't make you uncomfortable and I was like well actually I kind of did but um <laughs> <laughs> I'm a psychic medium and I want you to know there's a little girl that follows you around here named Abby and she thinks you guys are best friends <laughs> because you were 13 when you started here and she was 13 when she passed and Aww. so this person said that to you yes and so again that's that validation that I desperately right. need to know that that name that I picked up on was you know legitimate it's hard wow. though there's no history of Abby that we know of, you know, but all of Cap Hill is so haunted. She could be from oh. somewhere nearby or, you know, well, I remember working. Oh, I know. <laughs> I remember working there and I remember telling you, I don't even know if I knew that you had these abilities yet, but like, I was like, every time I go up the stairs or occasionally when I go up the stairs, I feel like the, you know, the prickle on your back. And I was just mm -hmm. like, like somebody's watching or following you. And you're like, oh yeah, that's Abby. She's just curious. She's like, wants to know what you're doing. And, you know, she, she's, you know, a little girl and stuff like that, but you that's just true. say hello to her and <laughs> go on your way. Like, so. Yeah. One of my favorite experiences in the house. Cause I loved opening the house. That was my favorite thing or closing it. Cause you got to go in and kind of feel them still there. Mm -hmm. and, um, they tend to hide when you know, during business hours, because they don't, they don't want to be bothered. But um, we had a page who wanted to open with me and she was super sweet. She goes, can I open with you? And I was like, sure. And she's like, but I'm really scared of ghosts. And I'll only open if nothing happens. And I told her nothing will happen because it, you know, it was far or few and in between when those special times happen. And so yeah. we're in the kitchen. And then all of a sudden we hear running up the maid stairs. 
boom, 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 like steps, like someone just ran up and that poor girl turns and looks at me and her eyes were like this big. And she was like, you said nothing would happen. And I <laughs> like no promises, kid. Yeah. I did promise her. That's probably why I'm not good with children. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you um, normally let people or um, employers know that there could be something there? Um, or do you? really have to feel it out you know like some places you're like I bet this could affect me working here (laughs) sure so um oftentimes I'll wait for something to happen or some colleague to bring up what's going on so like oh I had this really weird thing happen and you know in the cook's pantry or I had this and I'll be like well do you believe in ghosts or I'll just approach it I wait for someone to ask me about it but if it's really blatant and I'm in a good workplace where I can be myself, I'm honestly like, hi, my name's Hannah. <laughs> this place seems haunted. You know? <laughs> so, um, it just really depends on the place I'm at. You know, <laughs> if I feel they'll be receptive and then some people are like, oh, that's a weird person, but you actually make more friends than not. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's always good that you make more friends, except just the the weirdos like myself just get attracted to you and we're like, Hannah, let's be friends. Some people, I think they're waiting for that validation because they're very logical or scientific, which I love science, believe in science, science is great. Um, But, you know, they don't um, know what they're feeling or if they have an experience that I bring up, hey, I think there's something here. They're like, oh my God, well, this happened to me. So. Mm -hmm. Like my restaurant right now, I think is haunted, which is really weird because it's like a pretty dang, like new building compared to their other location, which is over a hundred years old. And like the other one wasn't haunted and I wanted it to be so bad, just nothing. And then this newer one, like weird, strange little things happen. I'm like, what in the hell? (laughs) We're in Cherry Creek. So what (laughs) happens that you're like, that's, Um, I have one manager who does not like to be there. She's also, um, I believe she's practicing as well and she doesn't like to be there after eight and as you know where we used to work at at the museum um there's definitely a shift with the veil of darkness where things yeah. go from you know oh we're hiding to okay well now you're in our space <laughs> yeah. I'm here so she likes to get out of there kind of early when she can which doesn't happen a lot because restaurants but, right. um the weirdest thing we have a dumb waiter that goes up the stairs so that you don't have to take like all your bus tubs which is really nice but it rings like a doorbell so everyone had done their side work we'd all close down we just started hearing that little doorbell ringing and mm-hmm. I looked at everyone like what in the hell they were like let's go so wow that was kind of fun and spooky do you think it's attached to maybe the land or I do being so close to the we're like right across from the actual creek and mm like a mile from four mile house if that which is the oldest structure in Denver so my friend works there or my coworker works there yeah and it was part of the I don't know which trail I want to say the Santa Fe trail but it was part of a big trail and so people just followed the Cherry Creek into Denver and that's where the stage grouch was route was so Mm -hmm. um the freakies on Leedstale if you ever go in there oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> I get a nose ring like ASAP. And so I went in there and I was like, oh, 
this is like an old ass building and the people telling me were like, oh yeah, um, this used to be a stage stop. And I'm like, huh, I need to dig into this because I'm very skeptical, but it looks like 1890s and they were telling me about all the weird stuff that happens there, so. Oh man. At my former yoga studio that I uh, taught at in the before times, um, I really, is that what we're calling it now, Tally, the before times. Yes. <laughs> we're going to be talking to our kids, the before times kids before global pandemic. Yeah. If there's ever like uh, toilet paper shortage. Capitalism <laughs> was strong. You could buy toilet paper anywhere you wanted. I don't know why it turned into an Irish person. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> Um, anyway, I would, I would teach a few evening classes a week and I really dreaded when it was, you know, getting darker, uh, at earlier because even sometimes in the morning, if I, and this now is making sense, if I taught the first class in the morning, I would be overwhelmed with this feel like my heart is starting to pound right now. Wow. Um, just thinking about it overwhelmed with some energy in there that wasn't, it was just strong and not, it was just strong and, uh, not very, it was scary. It scared me. And, uh, and so I would have to walk to the back hallway and it's dark and, and put my hand around the corner to turn on the light. And there was just one time where I was just like, get the fuck out. You know, it was really, really, really crazy, especially at night when you're closing down and it's dark and I just can't, you have to turn off the light and basically run to the door to close it. And I was, I would be shaking at some points just to try to lock the door on the other side, because I always felt like the, whatever it was, was right on the other side of the, like, Oh, I have chills right now because I haven't, located may I ask yeah it's um it was it's still there it survived um it's it's in a I don't know the the place is called the cycling yogi and it's in this downstairs uh, so it's in a weird like the building looks like it's from the 70s maybe um so it's almost like in this basement where upstairs is um where are the cross streets though? It's like, it's on, it's on, uh, Alameda and I'll have to think about it. The, the upstairs is, um, I'll Google it for you right now. Yeah. It's a, it's like a, um, uh, like a emergent care or something like that. Um, you know, you get blood um, tests or you're sick or something. It's in Lakewood. So it's, uh, Alameda and I don't know what the cross street, but it's young fields. Okay. Is it so, Lakewood kind of near, um, it's like a little William plaza hide Hayden green mountain park. Mm. Yeah. Green so mountain. The, the ups, the, the top, like right on street level is where there's like a, I don't know, a sandwich shop or something like that. So there's like several little businesses, but we're down below on the other side. And there is <laughs> one time, uh, there was a gal that was teaching a class after me and we ended up just somehow talking about it. And she's like, you feel that too. And I said, yes, I don't like closing or opening, especially closing. Um, because that's mostly what I did. 
And uh, she's like, I'm so glad that you feel that same thing. And I asked a few other people and they're like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> so it's like, okay, it'll just be our little secret, I guess. <laughs> Some people are so open and they like, I find the more open people are, sometimes you don't realize like, cause haunted feels familiar. Like when I went back to um, the museum after being gone in the times, I was like, oh, I've been missing this feeling. And that feeling is what I call a full house. Or if I go in somewhere and I say it's crowded, you are feeling that energy of entities there. And so mm. it became so commonplace being there for four years in my childhood. <laughs> Sure. that I was like oh that I need to pay attention when I get that feeling again because I know I'm walking into crowded place another interesting thing is if you and your coworker are talking about your experiences and the ghosts I find that when you talk about ghosts it brings them out they're like oh what are you talking about I'm right here yeah there will be something that happens right after that better be careful tally I know because uh, there was once during deep clean where we clean every inch of the house and we're closed for a week and a half to the public. So you can just scrub and get in all those nooks and crannies and do it properly. And three of my other coworkers were like, hey, tell us a ghost story that's not here. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I started um, telling them about when I worked at Fort Garland down in the San Luis Valley. Oh, yeah. Like super haunted. And well, in the middle of me telling that I had my back turned to them and I was like scrubbing a wall. And then I heard so loud, shh. And I whipped around to yell at them. And I was like, you guys asked for this story. And when I spun around, they were all so pale and wide-eyed and they were like, that wasn't us. So <laughs> um, I think ghosts are curious to hear about other ghosts. Even if you're talking about a different location, they're like, oh, this person, you know, knows. knows. Yeah. So that's something I've learned when I recorded my one and only episode. Um, there was this point where I was talking about a body falling out of a casket mm -hmm. and it was very graphic in the book I read. And I just felt this presence behind me and it made me so uncomfortable that I was like, I have to rearrange this room. So my back's not to the door, right? <laughs> like, record with my back to the door anymore. Whenever I decide to do a new episode, I got to get my act together. Well, <laughs> well the, I mean, surprise to our listeners or not, this uh, is not easy when one, it's not your main gig and two, it takes a lot of work to put these things together. So I, people don't really understand that, that it's like, this is free content. So anybody that bitches about it, like if we'd like to see you try, but also, I mean, just in general, I haven't heard anybody complain about us yet, but um, yeah. like how much time I've been deleting all those comments. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's just, it's really, it's a lot of hard work. And as we say, we're working witches, so we can't like, you know, we're, we don't have the, all the, you know, fancy, fancy, expensive equipment or anything. This isn't our day job. So it's just kind of fun for us to do and find other people that are into the same things and learning along the way. I mean, I've learned so much already from the few guests that we've had and even just doing um, my own research into it all, you know, I definitely no expert by any means, but 
I'm curious and I'm open to learning and I want to explore and expand. And um, so that's why we have people like you on. Yay. Well, thank you. I love anytime someone's like, you want to talk about ghosts? I'm like, yeah, when? <laughs> You're like, let me know time nice. and place. So um, it sounds like when you came back to the, the museum that that's when it really kind of, you started to accept it a little bit more from what I gather. Mm -hmm. Um, but one thing that I was curious is, and you kind of already alluded to this is it interacts with your craft. So like you said, you are able to hear crystal clear when your altars like in order your, you know. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I feel you. So, but, uh, so does it interact in with your craft of being a witch in, in other ways as well, or just mostly just, um, sometimes, yeah. Like if I'm going to a metaphysical shop or, um, Manitou, my favorite place to get stones, yeah, um, I will feel drawn to certain things and like, Oh, I, I need to get this one. So I don't know if that's so much spirits or intuition but like definitely you want something that speaks to you and I have this weird practice where if the stones aren't speaking to me anymore or I feel like I've used them all I like always see Manitou as a pilgrimage so I'll take the stones that I'm giving back and I throw them into the river get new stones and then collect so many mason jars of the water there <laughs> people yeah. think I'm like crazy I'm always like Shh. I'm like I'm gonna be here a while folks <laughs> The one out of one of the mineral taps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the, I don't use holy water because um, I don't, you know, practice Christianity. So I yeah. feel like it wouldn't work well for me to go into like a church and be like dip. So no. Manitou water is that holy water. And so I've I never been to Manitou Springs. Oh, we've got to go, Erica. Yeah. It's fun. They're doing the Emma Crawford races soon, which is I know I've never been and I lived down there for 10 Wait, years. What is this? Oh gosh. You don't know about this. I'm not. No, all right. So local locals, I'm not, I'm not from around these part, these here parts. It's a fun time. <laughs> it's a really good local ghost story. Oh, what's do the look? Do we do any of us know it off of the top of our heads or? Whoa, I'm not that. I mean, I've, I have been out of town every single time when I lived down there for 10 years because of archaeology that I have missed it and just get to see all the photos of so much fun uh to be had after but they do coffin races there in honor of Emma who now I'm probably wrong I'll but she was, <laughs> she's, oh, she no, was she was yeah she was buried on top of one of the hills and then it, there was like a rainstorm and her coffin came screaming down the mountain and down like the main street. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and so then now every year there's a coffin race in her honor and people get dressed up and, and the coffins that people create are just amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe we should set a goal to race next year. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'd be would a love that. thousand percent down for this. Wormwood, which is coffin. She was also um like a poet and a spiritualist. And okay. So that's cool. She was kind of like a feminist modern lady and she really did her own thing, which I love about her. Like, I wonder she, is is that maybe where the um the whole like, oh, Manitou Springs is full of witches and like is that maybe where that 
I think the beginning, because I know Emma was a spiritualist. I think she, her and her family came from back east, but she got um, tuberculosis. So they moved oh, to, yeah. to to help her with that. And she was like, they were like, hey, you need to stop messing with this. And she's like, I'm a spiritualist and I'm going to be with my true love. And he's this handsome Native American gentleman. And that's my spirit guide. And she used to like go up the hill to talk to him. <laughs> like they'd uh. be like, where the hell did she go now? And why isn't she with her fiance? <laughs> so did she die of tuberculosis or? Yeah, she succumbed to consumption. So. But yeah, she was a pretty rad lady. And um, so I love that. A lot of early feminists were spiritualists, which is cool because mm-hmm. they found they were able to print and produce pamphlets and pass out, you know, within the community, their own words. And spiritually women are recognized usually as being stronger on the spiritual third eye level so mm-hmm. that's kind of nifty about that well tally definitely had her scary story i think you told it in a previous pod but of your girl that showed up at 3 a.m all the time oh yeah was it a black-eyed kid those scare me was it a what black-eyed child i hate those oh no she um she showed up it was around the same time it started happening more frequently. I would be asleep, look over, see her crouch down in my bedroom, um, kind of over by the, the closet. It was a small house in downtown Colorado Springs. And, uh, I would look at the clock and then I'd fall asleep. And then when the pattern was repeating itself, Mm -hmm. I started to take more notice to the point of like, okay, now I'm kind of getting a little freaked out because I know what I'm seeing at this time. And, uh, and then just, you know, months went by, then it, it would happen, then it would, wouldn't happen kind of thing. And, um, just kind of stopped thinking about it. And, uh, down in the basement was where the washer and dryer was and, um, the washer broke something and we needed it repaired this guy came over to repair it and he looks around and he's like, I know this house, his cousin had been murdered in that house a few years before. And I lived around the corner when that had happened. And when I went to rent this house, I jokingly said, you know, there isn't any, anything crazy that went on in this house is there. And you just painted it or whatever. And and the owners were like, no, no, no. And then it turned, because I remember, I remember police. I, I remember there was like a crime scene. Couldn't remember which house because several years had gone by. And so I just knew it was like one of the four houses in where I was going to rent. And uh, so I think it was that house and maybe they didn't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Legally disclosed. I know. I don't know. premise. That's what I thought, but, um, but then, (laughs) well, once I knew that I went back upstairs and I talked to her and I said, she's more than welcome to stay if she wants. And, um, you know, it's like, I'm really sorry for what happened. You know, let's share this space. Never saw her again. Oh, I think she just wanted to be seen and validated. Yeah. What part of the Springs were you in? I was on, oh gosh, what street was it? It was right downtown, like on, um, maybe. That's where my dad's very haunted family home 
was off oh. of Uinta Street. And my dad's very old school Irish Catholic. His whole family was. And the girls slept upstairs as sisters. And the boys all shared this like super duper creepy unfinished basement, which I still am freaked out by to this day. Oh, yeah. And if you bring up ghosts and stuff to my uncle or my dad, they shut down that conversation so quick. They say, I hate that shit. I don't want to talk about it. I don't like that stuff. So I definitely, I would not enter that basement as a child. You could not pay me to go down there. Like there was just something there. And the Native American tribe in the area, the Ute Mountain Ute, told mm-hmm. white people and they first showed up, do not dig here. Do not really? go under earth because this is the portal this is where the spirits and the dead lie and so from the black forest to manitou there's believed to be this big vortex and of course colonizers being what they were were like well we're gonna come here and dig for gold is that underneath and so um that's why i always call manitou the um, new orleans of colorado because you have this land that you're not supposed to be in. And if you just ask locals, everybody has a story. My uncle's house, I don't know what part it was in. It was an old, tiny, tiny Victorian, very haunted. And um, just the Seven Falls area, very haunted. Gold Camp Road. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just amazing the concentration of spiritual activity. Huh. And that was my sister and I's first joint experience together but we were kids hiking around seven falls before you had to take the bus and this is when you could just drive and go and my dad was with his family and he's like okay well you watch your sister we have a pretty big age difference and so we went up this hiking trail and we kept hearing drums and I was like oh my god there's a powwow and I was so excited because you will get me with a powwow and I kept going And every time we'd go over a hill, they'd stop. And then when we'd start walking again, they would start up again. And we went for a while, but my sister started screaming and got so scared and like bolted back towards where our family was. (laughs) And so I followed her back and there was a park ranger in the parking lot. And I was like, hey, what's going on? Is there like, you know, a cultural experiencing happening or what and then she's like no we don't have anything going on today but this is when the bear dance would take place ah shit like my sister and i we've had a lot of joint experiences since but that was our first one where it was like oh we're strange (laughs) at least you and molly have that together though like oh yeah that's that's awesome that you know you it validates you can validate each other, I guess, you know, in that yeah. sense and have each other's backs. So I want to say, um, I think I found it. I want to say it was North Hancock, but I could be looking at the wrong house right now, but it is a yellow house with a white picket fence. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. Something to <laughs> look into. But yeah. I don't go into basements in Colorado Springs. Uh uh-uh. Is that okay? Good. Because I just thought it, I was being the weirdo that Nope. The Ute told us the Ute mountain Utes were like, don't dig, don't go underground. I even get creeped out in the cave of the winds tour when they like do the part where they turn off the lights. Cause you Mm. feel like (laughs) there's like so many tiny things crawling towards you. And my Welsh side is like, Oh, Tommy knockers, but I don't know. It's just spoopy. My parents live uh, downtown as well. And we don't go in the basement and every once in a while you can 
smoke my dad does. And he's like, I don't know. But he even asked me, uh, and my mom passed away in the house, um, almost well, how many, seven years ago now. Um, but before that, uh, the house was built in 1920 and, um, has a little basement, but there's a certain section, uh, that every once in a while there's a, a scent and my dad smells it. And he's like, what is that? I'm like, not me. I don't know who it is. Like, it's- is it like a smoke scent? Like somebody's smoking a pipe or something or like what? It almost, maybe it's, I, I can't, it's like, it's like sweet and smoky. Maybe it's a pipe. The, we have, so the part that always kind of weirds me out is, um, it's a, it's like the, um, why can I talk? (laughs) It's where you mercury retrograde, apparently. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, like a, obviously we would only use it for like, like, like a dining room. Duh. There we go. <laughs> dining room. Good gravy. Um, and there's a photo of all these gentlemen, some elite photo from Colorado Springs in 1912. And, uh, one of the gentlemen in the photos is the one that built the house for his mother. And there's one person in the photo that doesn't look like anybody else and is like looking straight ahead while everybody else is like regal and to the side. And it's just so, yeah. Um, But there's something in there that lives, it's like it lives right there, but you have to, you walk in there, there's like, it's set up strained, you know, it's a house built in 1920. So if you're in the living room and you need to get into the kitchen, you kind of have to just pop right into the dining room before you can turn. And there were moments where I'm like, I have to jump into the kitchen because there's something right. Like feels like it's blocking me from going further, you know? Um, and it's and there, that's where this, the scent comes into play every once in a while. It's very interesting. Um, but I, I love that my dad actually picked up on, on that because he doesn't. Um, so, but yeah, every once in a while we're like, Oh, there they are. Say hi. (laughs) They're here. They want dinner, I guess. (laughs) It's interesting. You bring up the jumping part because, um, my dad had his light switch across the room, which he was in, in the unfinished part. And he told me that every time he turned that off, he had mastered a way to jump from his bed, flip the light switch and jump back without like his feet hitting the floor. Mm-hmm. For somebody who doesn't want to talk about ghosts and stuff <laughs> like that. Well, just weird. The similarities of, cause I don't hear about it in a lot of other places, but Colorado Springs has its own flavor, especially the black forest area. You just know, like, you're like, oh, I'm an intruder. <laughs> yeah. Is- and they're very like at my favorite place is the arcade, but, um, they are very there. Yes. They're very direct. They are like, we're not hiding that's why it's like new orleans they're like hey i'm here and you're playing my game get out you know? <laughs> like it's just i don't know i think it goes back to what the youth said because if yep. we were to listen to them things would be way better <laughs> right that's interesting that you talk about an arcade because i remember going up to uh in new mexico with my friend uh when we were younger 
uh, it was a ghost town near, like we were just had a cabin out there. Um, I don't know why I said cabin really weird. He had a cabin. cabin. Don't you know? (laughs) Uh, and, but there was like an, like a weird old arcade, like, or like old games, like skee-ball or whatever, you know? And like, of course, a creepy clown, something in there and like yes yes and all of a sudden we were in there and it just like went off this was i think in the the white mountains or whatever and it was just it went off and i was like we skedaddled so fast out of there we're like hell no because otherwise it wasn't like nothing was like plugged in or anything like it was just like it just like went off and i was like fuck no i'm out of here man I think there's a bad rap that spirits get from Hollywood, from misconceptions, um, which the Catholic Church puts forth a lot of misconception about ghosts, demons, angels, all that stuff. But um, people think they're like out to scare you all the time. And there are definitely ones that are because they feed off of a certain energy. So I think a lot of ghosts just feed off of regular energy, which is why your cell phone that's fully charged will die randomly in a very active spot or um, you'll feel drained, you know, for no reason. Mm-hmm. And that's them. But then there's the other type of spirits who only charge off of fear. Mm, yeah. That that's, that's creepy. And I, I don't like that, but I mean, I was also a kid, so I mean, everything I felt like was super scary at that point. So So if somebody knows that they're sensitive, like how was the best way that you went about? Like, I mean, obviously acceptance comes with like your own time and your own space, but were there any, like, did you read anything or did you do anything that kind of allowed you to just like help you like, okay, I'm not crazy. This is like, at least, you know, what I'm experiencing Um, finding mentors is really good. So, um, I have a few psychic friends that are like old and amazing ladies and I can go to them and be like, Hey, this is happening this way. And then they can give me tips or pointers and say like, Oh, well, you should work with amethyst more to open that third eye, or you need to do more meditation work. But the easiest thing is listen to that voice that you (laughs) shove way in the back because had I maybe listened to it sooner and not been so logical or whatever um my gifts might be way better than tuning a radio also it sounds dumb and I don't know if it's only how it works with me but when I'm tipsy that is when I am at the peak of my abilities be it palm reading or tarot I think because it really lets down my guard and that skepticism voice that I have. I'm just like, well, I'll just tell this stranger that their friend Bob wants to talk to them. And it either goes great (laughs) because it's a lonely bar fight or it goes like, you need to cut that woman off. She's scaring me. (laughs) Um, Just um, having confidence in yourself. That sounds really dumb, but um, paying Mm. attention right now, especially with TikTok, which I I got on during the times we all got on. Apparently (laughs) I I was totally one of those like millennials that I was like, fuck this. This is just like vines. This is so dumb. And like, look at me now I'm forcing Tally to do it. (laughs) And it's well, it opens a lot, which is nice. Cause like 
when I was practicing tarot at 16, I didn't have TikTok to go to. Right. I had my stupid little book that came in the Barnes and Nobles box that was this big. And the other bad thing though, there's good and bad with the TikTok witch community. Um, the bad is all the gatekeeping, like from yeah. really discouraging new witches who are just learning and they're shaming them for things they don't know. Yeah. And so I hate that part, but it's also good resources. So just books, 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 um, read the reviews, make sure you're not getting some cockamamie. Right. <laughs> also shadow work has been, um, I have a shadow work workbook that I've been doing and I'm like, oh, I have one too. And that's starting to really open that third eye slowly again and taking time. Like it's hard when we're in the times and the post times and whatever time we're in now, but, and working witches really Mm -hmm. set aside time for yoga, meditation, your own tarot, um, pay attention to your dreams because each person is different and your abilities will look different, but don't be so skeptical that you lose them or never embrace them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Cause I feel like we all have, I feel like everybody has this innate ability to like, okay, your gut's talking to you, right? Like, what is it? Like we weren't like, we were born with this. Like there's like some, you're tapping into something. Right. And so it's just like, obviously as we grow older and in Western culture, we're taught to like repress that, like whatever, like use your, your mind, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Like, you know, just don't worry about it. And I feel like when we listen to our gut, usually that's when things are right, you know, that we're correct about the situation or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like your gut was like, oh my God, turn around. And then you saw the thing or like, like I was telling Tally the, these past like few weeks, like I was just had this like sense of, okay, I need to make sure that I need to download this, like my Colorado app. So that way I have my insurance. I don't know why I like keep thinking about getting pulled over by cops, but like, it's like, I need to have my insurance and I need to have my, my driver's license, because sometimes I'm a hot mess and it's not with me on my person. So at least this app allows you to have all these things in like one confined place on your phone. And like, literally Dan got in a car accident on a Sunday and I was able to like forward him our insurance and stuff because they don't print those cards out anymore and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was able to afford him like, this is our insurance policy and this is what like this is and stuff like that. And so, or like little things, big things like that, I should say, just keep happening. And I'm like paying attention to those gut feelings now. I'm like, why do like, why do like, why, why does this keep happening that I keep thinking about this one thing? And then it comes to like fruition or whatever comes to pass, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. listen to your gut is, I feel like the key. calls it gut check. Ooh. Nice. A gut check, you know, um, but, and especially now, if anyone is looking to get more into spirit work, like what a better time. I know we keep like being like Mercury in retrograde, but there's the good sides of it too, where it focuses mm-hmm. you to focuses you. I mean, it makes you <laughs> verbally incompetent. <laughs> um, 
focus inward on what your projects are. What seeds do you want to plant now? And with the veil thinning so close to Samhain, I mean, it's a good time to align, be it shadow work or, <laughs> you know, um, my favorite. I think it's a lot of witches' favorite Sabbath, but yeah. Um, I mean, that it. veil is freaking thinning. I tell people from Maybon to Samhain, it's like, yep. And so I pay attention to the little things. <laughs> I remember you were talking about this when we worked together. You're just like, this is it, man. And it's just going to get weirder and weirder. <laughs> so get ready. So weird to, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's weird. Like Dia de los Muertos, which is all the way in Mexico and Samhain, which is in Ireland and a few other cultures all have this spirit time where the veil is gone on the same exact time like that's right it says something yeah (laughs) that they're they're in tune and so I guess as far as your craft and everything goes so obviously tarot and palm reading and stuff like that but so are like so Tally and I consider ourselves uh you know green green witches or you know we work a lot with plant magic um so do you consider yourself a specific type of witch or, and like what, like you followed like the Sabbaths, I know, cause I know you always do your altar and I was so excited during quarantine that you were doing like these lives for like the new moon or the full moon or whatever Sabbath we were coming around to. They were super fun. Um, I consider myself like the neighborhood witch, like <laughs> the a la carte People come to me all the time for like house blessings or this is happening. So I see myself kind of as a witch in service. So mm-hmm. anytime anyone needs help, I'm good at doing like spirit, like spell jars and um, specific candles for that. I like to make my candles on a full moon if I can or a Sabbath, even though I was so busy that I had all this intention for Maybon. And I'm like, well, the Maybon candles aren't happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I put so much intention when I make those candles into whatever kind of candle I make because sometimes it's an intention candle a money candle or um I like trying to give people the tools so they can learn on their journey or like get the right start so I guess I would just be called like a witch of the woods I don't know I collect a lot of shit I find on the floor you know (laughs) This I think we're all, we're all part of that coven then. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm a plant killer. I don't want to be, and I love, I'm not a kitchen witch because I don't make, I make food, but it ain't good. <laughs> if it can be done in a crock pot, I'm okay. And if yeah. it's like, I'm okay, but anything outside of that, I'm like, you're on your own. <laughs> oh my God. I love um, so, you. I guess traditional, like I said, I focus on my Welsh heritage and ancestry because I feel like that's where our gifts come from so I'm like well if they come from that side I gotta get more into that I've pre-ordered a book which I can't remember the name it comes out in February here in America nice witchcraft and I'm so excited to get my hands on it it's kind of fun to delve into the idea of like where your lineage comes from rather than like because I know we like borrow a lot of things and and whatnot from surrounding cultures and etc but it'll be fun to really dive into like what were my ancestors doing and like maybe like who knows like you're probably connected descendant 
from that, you know, you're descended from this area. So you're bound to be connected to one of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's, I find that super interesting. Yeah. I'm excited to do more spirit work down, down the line. I feel like first the researcher historian in me, I'm like, after I've found everything in ancestry.com, then I'll start my spiritual stuff. Got to get that, you know, research out of the way first. And yeah. Hell yeah. One of my mom's side of her family, I want to print and like frame this, but um, (laughs) there is a death certificate we have of an early, early, early person from my grandpa's side because they came over as Hessians, like super duper early. And he died of bewitchment. That was cause of death on there. And what? I would love to dig more into that. And I'm like, well, if you died from bewitchment, you was probably a dick. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Well, you'll have to tell us your findings because that is super amazing. I think he was kind of bad too. One of our early relatives was not nice. No one was nice to the Native Americans, but particularly like a mini Andrew Jackson. And I'm like, mm. I hope that's the one. I hope we got <laughs> I hope, <laughs> hope so too. <laughs> and so before we started recording, you were talking about back to the drinking and l- letting the veil down and stuff. You said you were listening to the pod and something happened or I can't remember oh. if that's what we were supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So- I'm an old lady and I, I'm like, get these little blips. I was like, oh yeah, I think I was supposed to bring that up at some point. <laughs> Good job, Erica. Cause oh, I forgot. I forgotten, but yeah. kind of goes back to when I was saying they like to hear you talk about ghosts or talking about them brings them out. So I clean a restaurant, a very haunted restaurant every Friday morning. And I'm usually there at like six or seven till like noon. And um, anytime I'm listening to certain ghost podcasts, shit happens. And, um, I was listening to the haunted, not that's my podcast, (laughs) my haunted (laughs) life podcast by Angela. And, um, she did this episode with the Warrens for the devil made me do it case. And we had these really creepy audios of the Warrens talking about it. And of course, like right when they're like talking about demon possession, I'm going down the hall and the like lights were like, <laughs> I was like, nope, nope, I don't like this. And um, uh, I had been listening to your more recent episode and I was sitting there talking to the chef at the time and it was just us and I had all these trash cans out and one just started boom, 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 like back and forth for no reason. And I look at him, he looks at me, we look back and I'm like, did I bump that? And he's like, you're not even close to it. <laughs> so um, wow. it's interesting. They also hate Bruce Springsteen there. Oh, try to play the boss, my phone. <laughs> and there's some bang coming from the basement. So I'm not sure what that's about. They're like, shut that racket off. Wow. Well, interesting. In my research, I found out that there was a bar fight in 1968 in that building that was so bad. It closed down the bar for like a year and a half. And it was with DU students and Gates rubber factory workers. And they were fighting over music. So I'm like, Bruce Springsteen was part of that. Ben was that. <laughs> Whoa! This insurrection. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that that's kind of funny though. A little bit. (laughs) They're gonna um, 
they're working on their basement right now, remodeling. So that's stirring some oh, stuff. Oh, that's going to be super fun. Yeah, they're going to let me um, kind of host events there, kind of like I did at MV. And I got the okay from the owner to do a ghost hunt. So I'm going to Oh my God, keep us informed. That sounds so awesome. Well, I'd love to have you guys and Angela just have it be like podcast ghost hunt. That would be amazing. So with people who, you know, I wouldn't consider myself really like sensitive or anything. If I like, so for example, I know that there's spaces apparently at work the, uh, where I currently work that there are several individuals because one of our conservators can see them. Um, so like, if I know that they're in there, is it just like a common, like greeting of just like, hi, I'm just in here. I respect your space. I mean, you no harm or anything. I'm just doing my job. Like if you show them respect, um, they're so used to being not seen, not heard, which is what leads to to them so um you know just acknowledgement goes a long way and respect I'm always very respectful just like I am to people I will give you as much respect as you give me and the minute you change that I change too (laughs) right yeah sure when I feel like a lot of them are maybe attached to a lot of the objects because I do believe in object history of like kind of not that the objects necessarily have agency of their own but like the people who carry them have put the energy like they're attached right like you know your things that we carry on ourselves on the daily you know we put a lot of energy into these things and so um I'm I'm wondering if that's I mean we are in downtown Denver so that's also not surprising but I'm curious just like yeah um well the area itself number one part of that downtown denver vortex area and um i believe in yeah attachment to objects i used to work at a savers which is like goodwill and boy every savers is haunted because of how many (laughs) people things you get and like there's security footage that will just scare the fuck out of you (laughs) really like dark things going up and down the aisles and stuff like that. So oh, hell no. Next time you're in a goodwill, just know that it is 100% freaking haunted. Maybe I Maybe should that's start why I don't off. like going in there. Especially the one on Broadway, man. And that yeah. <laughs> I love me some goodwill and I've shopped there quite a bit recently. Well, so maybe I'll start cleansing all those objects that I've got from there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Hannah, did, was there anything else before we do like do all our name drops of things of, that you want to like yeah. mention? Um, I started up with the lovely Ali Soras, the sexy T-Rexy of Denver. Um, <laughs> I started co-producing a burlesque, um, company called Broken Babes Burlesque, and we focus on individuals with disabilities and giving them a safe place to perform and anyone who just wants a safe place. So our first two shows have been sold out standing room only. So that's really excited. Our next show is all Halloween themed. So I feel like this audience would love it. Oh yeah. All the Halloween of horrors. It's on a Wednesday, October 27th at Bar None and Capitol Hill. Oh my God. Count me in. Cap Hill Tavern. Yep. Yeah. Cool. My old, my old stomping grounds, old Cap Hill. That was my stomping ground too. Well, all of ours. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was on, um, where was I? 12th and Lafayette. Nice. Yeah. I lived in a 
old brownstone apartment, the creepy one, but one of the creepy ones. Yeah. Helen Peter Noseworthy was on 12th and I can't remember what, but yeah. Yeah. I was like a block from Cheeseman. So that was, that's the one where my other, what I was saying earlier that the other archaeology friend was like, don't take it wrong, but I don't want to, you're, I get weird feelings. Like I'm being stared at. I was like, oh, it's fine. They're just checking you out. And, and she's like, uh, okay. I definitely don't want to, if you were just that. <laughs> like, one of, <laughs> one of the houses I pet sit for, I love this family so much, but they installed a like motion detector light in their closet, which just has a curtain on. And that bastard loves to go off like in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But the dog doesn't react. So that's good. But that's always a good sign. Super unsettling. Well, and so you also have, um, I guess, since you mentioned Cheeseman, you have your own podcast. It yeah. once again at the Haunted Insider, uh, yeah. where you actually talk about Cheeseman Park uh, in that episode. So if people want to get all the wonderful, um, facts and spooky stories straight. Cause Hannah's experienced many of things in Cheeseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you even just go like, I love the park and going there during the day. I know we're trying to wrap up, but I love talking about Cheeseman too, just because oh, I yeah. live there. And I mean, I would go to the park all the time, but even just sitting there during the day with a thousand other people, like me sitting on the ground does not, it feels weird to me. It does. And like, you're like, is it a whole body under me or just parts of a body? A foot? I don't know. Yeah. Very carefully with care. So yeah, yeah, it's just, it's got its own. Weird Wasn't there something like underground at Cheeseman? Uh, girl. <laughs> well, the, like besides bodies, but there was a room. I thought there was like a okay yeah, under the under the pavilions. Um, was like a huge ballroom. Yeah, and they just enclosed it because weird stuff was happening. I mean, you know, that's the best way to. Isn't that how you also broke like something, Hannah, or like yeah, hurts? Yeah, that's nah, my stupid knee. Um, every. <sighs> October 31st, my friends and I of Cap Hill would do a drunk ghost tour because it was just all all of us historians. So it was a bar hop ghost tour. And my friend Mike was standing on the, we were all up on the um, pavilion and he was talking about how there's a ballroom underneath. And I'm so cocky. I was like, if there was a ballroom underneath, I would have known about it. And (laughs) down. And there's this giant grate and um, three out of the four screws were missing. And I'm like, huh? So I pushed the grate cover over and all of this wind came out just like a fucking movie. And there was tile under, there was like probably an eight foot drop and a tile, (gasps) maybe 12, maybe 14. It was a big drop for a giant room. And um, (laughs) we like, my friend and I looked at each other like, holy hell. And he's like, well, I heard internally in my head, like I do, you really shouldn't have done that. Mm. And his friend looks at me and goes, we really shouldn't have done that. (laughs) I went to go leave and I got pushed off the pavilion and landed sitting and it like tore my meniscus and broke my knee essentially. So there's also other witches in that part. I've been told by a local psychic that they don't like witches in that part of the old cemetery 
because it's where like the pious people <laughs> were buried. And mm -hmm. there's been one girl who's broken her collarbone there and her arm. And so don't so, go there if you want, if you're a witch and you don't want well, broken bones. Since. I've been there since, but I just always tread lightly and make sure I have adequate footwear and I'm not drunk. And yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, Erica, let's not roller skate there. Cause I or know sometimes they a think Saturday night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite part about Cheeseman is supposedly if you go during a lunar eclipse and you're sitting on the pavilion, you can look out and see the outlines of tombstones. That's a local <gasps> urban legend. And I've never been able to try it because I don't want to go sit in Cheeseman by myself at like 4 a.m. So no. Yeah. I mean, I would go with you, but even yeah, I would go with people, not alone <laughs> yeah. though not by myself because mm -mm. you'd see more than just ghosts there <laughs> yeah yeah you do it's almost to me it's almost scarier like the humans that lurk mm -hmm. the park at night more than the ghosts when I worked at a mortuary people were like aren't you scared of ghosts I'm like no I'm more scared of like fucking weirdo people like hanging out in the bushes I was like no I'm I'm more scared of the living than I am of the dead <laughs> yeah body snatchers and body diddlers yeah yeah exactly <laughs> oh man I love it mm. um so when's the next burlesque show that you're gonna be in um I am performing at HQ this Saturday for their goth um fetish show and that starts at eight and you can get tickets at hold my tickets oh my god yes I'm yeah so excited I can't remember if they do at the door now anymore. Things have changed so much and just ticketing and ticket sales that um, now you have to have, which I like, um, a Vax card to get mm -hmm. in a picture of it or um, a 24 hour negative rapid test. So if you are scared to go out, I mean, that's a pretty good venue to get your support your local artists and get your performance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Def definitely makes me feel more comfortable to go out and I, you know, want to support, especially things like that. And, um, your new company, um, shedding light on the disabled community and letting them express their art as well, which is something that we don't see. So, yeah, and they are, they have great disabilities. Exactly. TTs. TTs. Hey, hey, hey. Um, the casts have completely blown me away. And so I've, I've never been like so proud of something where I'm like, oh, this is coming together very nicely. And yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm really excited for our show on November 17th, which is a Wednesday, but it, my birthday is the 18th. And um, it's called None of Your Business. <laughs> it's all nun themed. Yeah. So I got like a flying nun hat for it. Like, <gasps> I love that you also know the flying nun. <laughs> Fucking it. Sally Field, man. I love Sally me Field. Sally Field. <laughs> I also look like Pee Wee from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he steals back his <laughs> I'll come. I'll come to that one, and I'll dress up as my Nadja since she's from what yes. she what we what she's like. And when nuns. vampires rule the world, we'll be we'll have no nuns, no no nuns. No nuns. None. <laughs> yes, I'm as Nadja. <laughs> my God. So where can people find you, Hannah, if uh, they want to contact you? I am on Instagram as Classy Witch with a K, 
Um, and if there's an underscore between which, um, and that's, I'm on Instagram way more than Facebook or anything. So that's always a good way to message me. I don't have a private profile. Every so often a creeper comes along mm -hmm. and I have to go into hiding for like two weeks. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you can come find me there. Um, yeah. If any ghost inquiries or history questions. Hell yeah. And awesome. we'll keep an eye out for more podcast episodes and it's going to yeah, be get them. <laughs> you got it. Like we're all in this together and I know that your passion leads you forward, which all, again is why you're such an amazing storyteller and you got your facts and everything and like historian, you're not a storyteller, you're a historian. And so cool. it's amazing. So you can definitely sense the passion in it. So yeah, well, I just want Hollywood not to have a say in what goes bump in the night. Yeah. Although I do love ghosts. I love scary movies, but at the same time, I'm always like the old woman with a drag cigarette going, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I why I love you literally <laughs> that was like that is why I love you love it oh my gosh any so much for having me yeah thank, thank you, you so much for being on this episode it's gonna be a baller of an episode and I'm just super stoked for it and I'm so happy that you were able to make it thank you for <laughs> squeezing us in of course. Now I get to do my fun, like I'm going to clean my house and get it ready for Samhain. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be burning some of that mugwort and getting my cleaning juice, AKA white claws and just tack <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got to get ready for Samhain too. And yeah. I think I might do a little Dia de los Mortos altar yeah. just in the sense, cause I grew up in Tucson and that's not that far away from Mexico. So trying to grow marigolds for it. We'll see if they, they pop up in time. Ah. So. Be great. Honor the ancestors. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let them come visit. So I can probably place. smell my grandma's like cigarette smoke or something. <laughs> something <laughs> nostalgic. Put the intention out there that you um, want them to lead you more into spiritual work. You know, yeah. no one better to ask than your peeps because mm -hmm. they have your best interests at heart. Yeah. Fam family is awesome sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> whether they're dead or alive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Hannah. I Thank appreciate it. Guys. Have a great evening. You too. Take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.